Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In these episodes of this podcast, I will be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and lessons they've learned. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences and opinions throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I'm super excited because today is the season finale episode, the last episode of season one. And I had to have a guest on here that was super important to me. My guest today is one of my closest friends, someone very, very important to me, and truly the calm to my storm. Welcome, Francis Romero. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being the season finale. Thank you for just being open and vulnerable. And I'm really excited. I am too. So I'm going to give a little background of you and I, how we know each other, and then we'll get started. So you are Venezuelan. We met when you moved back, I think, the second time to the U.S. Correct. In your life? Second time. (laughs) (laughs) To Northern Virginia, where we went to college and we met in college. You currently live in San Diego, California, which I'll let you talk about a little. I'm a little jealous, but it's fine. (laughs) Yes live in San Diego now. Um, It's been about five years since we got here or four years, something around those lines. You and your husband moved to San Diego, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yep. We moved so kind of back and forth too. So the first time in 2018, the day after we got married and then we were here for two years, the pandemic hit and we kind of freaked out a little bit, moved back home or I guess I don't, it's so, the concept of home is so weird. It's like, where is home for us? We met in a math class in college and I remember it probably differently, but I remember we met because we were introduced through like a mutual classmate, right? And I remember you saying hello and introducing yourself, but you didn't seem that interested in like making friends. Like, I think you're a very studious person. And so I think you were kind of just like, I'm gonna do my work. And then I don't know how we got on the topic, but I think you shared that you were Venezuelan and I shared that I had lived in Caracas when I was a kid. And so I'd lived in Venezuela. And I feel like in that moment, I saw like your like oh, eyes light up and I was like, oh, okay. She she doesn't like, dislike yes, me. Somebody who knows where Venezuela is in the map. Great. <laughs> and then we had kind of been friends ever since. And then you got me a job and we worked at the mall together. And that was like, the beginning to this love story yes yes it's been how many years now it's wild it's like almost 10 I think yeah if not 10 probably was 2013 or 2014 so it's probably been like almost a decade which is just insane like anybody who has a friendship that long like you can't even it's just so much stuff Mm -hmm. and so a little bit of kind of academic career background is you have associate degrees in both accounting and business administration and a bachelor's in international marketing. And you've had quite like a journey when it comes to jobs and careers and stuff, because 
You've done so much schooling and worked alongside that. I mean, I know you as a person that I don't even think has any free time, like ever. (laughs) We are both meticulous, like type A people anyway, but like we've always scheduled when we hang out because we are always busy and you are incredibly busy. And so you most recently started a company that specializes in digital marketing, branding, and social media with one of your closest friends, and it's called Woe Creative. And I will definitely mention it in the show notes for everybody. And that is incredibly exciting. But alongside that, you also are kind of a fitness queen. Like I, that's how I would describe (laughs) you. (laughs) You are a health nut and like incredibly interested in fitness and did this whole, which I'll let you talk about, but like journey in fitness and work in fitness now. And also you're doing some modeling and acting and voice over work. And I don't even know what it's called, but you're doing like a lot of things. I mean, your plate is just full with amazing things. And I'm like so incredibly excited and happy for you. So please give us a little bit of background on kind of your journey into where you are now career-wise. Yes. So like you said, kind of juggling lots of things but they're all things that make me extremely happy which is why it's kind of hard to let go of some of it um but pretty much right now I work as a general manager for a kickboxing gym here in San Diego and I you know through my first job experiences I always had sort of like a management role in like the service industry or in the retail industry And, but I had never really managed, you know, a fitness gym. So after letting go of my dream marketing job here in San Diego, I decided that I wanted to look for something that would make me extremely happy. And that meant fitness, but at the same time, I wanted to incorporate marketing within it. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I started, so when we moved to San Diego, I started the second time. (laughs) (laughs) I started looking for positions that would have kind of that combo and I got hired by F45 in North Park which is the biggest F45 studio in America and it was really cool I was part of their their sales team and the people were amazing the members were amazing it was just an amazing job and the best part was that I got to walk to it which was always just a (laughs) plus for me and Then they promoted me into their sales manager. And again, absolutely loved it. I was challenged every single day. I ended up wanting to do a little bit more on the coaching side because I missed it. So I transitioned into becoming a kickboxing coach at two different gyms. Um, One of San Diego's biggest, you know, martial arts gyms, which is called the Boxing Club. And then the gym that I'm currently at, which is CKO Miramar. And again, because I've always juggled so much, I ended up letting go of the boxing club and I stayed at CKO. And eventually they asked me to manage their social media. And then after that, they asked if I could just manage their entire gym. So that's what I'm doing now, along with coaching classes and having, you know, my personal training clients that I coach there um, and at other gyms as well. That's amazing. I just have to like pause and commend you on Something that I haven't yet figured out how to do, and I think probably a lot of people haven't, is taking the thing that you like love so much and you're so passionate about, and not only finding a place in your career to do that and get paid to do that and like, you know, fund your life, but then still loving it and doing it. And I, 
you know, I don't want anybody listening to not think that it's easy because I know how busy you are and how hardworking you are and how just this is an overtime thing that you were able to accomplish and start and do. And so I want to give you a lot of credit for that because I have yet to figure out how to like find something that funds my life that I like love, you know, whether it's job, career, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And so I, I applaud you for that. It was for sure. Well, thank you. But it was for sure a hard decision just because, um, you know, I studied marketing and I thought that my ideal, you know, dream job would be working for a marketing agency. And I did that and I was miserable, not because of um, the company in itself. The company is super successful, super amazing. I learned so much. I am so grateful to have had that opportunity. But the entire nine to five vibe was not for me I felt super trapped I felt like I didn't have any freedom and it was just not doing me well and even again even though I learned so much and I actually really loved what I did I felt like it wasn't a place where I could stay for forever and so I was like okay I still love marketing but I love fitness how can I find something that I that I can you know combine the both and that's where I'm at now. And it kind of feels crazy because it's like, that was such a big step in my life, letting go of that job because my parents were like the proudest ever. They were like, oh, <laughs> launch this huge marketing job and you're going to be this vice president. And I'm like, e no. <laughs> I mean, that's such a generational thing. Right. And I, sure. I'm nine to fives. And I always imagine that too. Like I had this image of me living in a big city and going to an office and having a desk and feeling very excited and like powerful in that with like my overpriced coffee every morning like I what? really truly yeah vision that and now that I do it like I it's one of the few things that I'm very thankful for in the pandemic is like the remote work and learning that that's something that really I love and and is very good for me like yeah like that's how I am able to focus and also find balance in my personal life like that is so yeah but but very much like you I used to always tell my my family that I could just see myself in this big city walking around with heels and like this coffee and going into an important meeting and I just now sit in leggings all day and it's <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about woe creative because that's really exciting Yes. So super exciting. I, so when I got to CKO and started managing their socials, I thought to myself, okay, th there's a need for this, right? Like companies really need digital marketing. And a lot of people have no idea of what that even means because it's such a broad term for all that it actually entails. So, um, I, started actually managing a physical therapist office. Uh, I did their socials. And with that, I was like, okay, maybe I could start taking on even more clients. And I got contacted through, through this random photo shoot that I did for these people. The guy asked me what I did for a living. So I told him that I managed some of some social media um, for a couple of different businesses. And he asked me if he could contact me because he was in need of, um, a person who did that. 
And I was like, absolutely, yes, please. And so we had a meeting and he was pretty much like, okay, I'm going to start just throwing clients at you pretty much. So I need you to be ready. Like I need you to have the capacity to take on all of that. And I definitely did not and kind of freaked out, but I really wanted it. So I was like, I'm not going to say no, I'm going to figure it out. My hubby was like, I will help you. Um, if I need to, like, you'll teach me, blah, blah, blah. We'll figure it out. And so I started to think, okay, who could I ask that kind of has this same background? Somebody that I know I can trust, somebody that I worked with before. And I thought of my best friend who is in Madrid and she has done marketing in the past as well. Um, she was managing social medias for a retail store. And so I just thought that it would be perfect. We've always wanted to have a business together. Like since we were in high school, we, we would always say that we were going to open up a restaurant and it was going to call be called Salmon. And just, yeah, I don't know why the name, but just. I'm so, assuming it's a seafood restaurant. But yes. like, <laughs> what? And so um, I ended up asking her if she would be interested. And she was like, absolutely. And we just got down to work and we started coming up with like all of our branding. We contacted this person who is in Argentina to see if she would want to team up with us in case more branding work came along because that person is a graphic designer. So we kind of have her on the back end. Um, we created all, all, all of our documents. We started our social media page and that's where we're at. We are you know, slowly kind of trying to lift it and get as many clients as we can so that we can, the, the goal is for the both of us to be able to live off of woe. Um, obviously that's like a slow climb to get there, but we are motivated and we're excited and we hope we can make it work. That's really exciting. I think that's such a big step and big decision and I applaud you both. And I think that it's just super cool and you're both so talented at what you do that it's like a match made in heaven. It really truly is. Like when you said it, I was like, oh, of course. Like, why wouldn't <laughs> the two of you do this? But yeah, that's really exciting. Yes, yes, super exciting. Definitely challenging Um, because again, I have to juggle. We both have to, she has a lot on her plate too. So it's like- Oh my gosh, the time zone alone. Like how yeah. do you- mm -hmm. Our meetings are very random times. She's like talking to me and it's 1 a.m. It's just a lot, but- again, we're motivated and we're excited to make it happen. So yeah, I think that's really exciting. I applaud you again for like putting together the things that you're passionate about and the things that you know you're good at too, to be able to make this. Like not a lot of people can say that they use their degree to, you yeah. know, to mm -hmm. its full. And awesome. so it's, yeah, it's really cool. So one of my questions for you is, how do you define happiness? So I think for me, happiness starts when you can find peace within yourself. Because I feel like when you kind of achieve that, then you are able to project your happiness to others because you're kind of content with the way you are and the way your life is going at that moment in time. So I would say that that's how I define happiness. No, that, that sounds very, A, difficult, but a beautiful thing. I don't think it's something that you can sort of, you can't be happy all the time. And I think it, 
it's not necessarily natural to be happy all the time. I think there's those moments where life is really difficult and you're going through learning processes and all of that can be very hard. But I think it's also super welcomed because that's how you get to know yourself and how you learn and how you evolve to become better. So I think those moments are beautiful as well. I mean, I would say that's why you were one of the like multiple people that I had very early on when I was creating this podcast on the list to be asked as a guest because you are such a positive person. Like I said, the calm to my storm, like you truly are so positive, so uplifting, even in moments of like turmoil and stress, the way that you present it is with such a calm energy of like, you almost already know how you're going to handle things, even if you don't. And I always have full faith that it'll be okay. Like you just handle things with such grace and such positivity and such calm and steadiness that I, I've always really enjoyed it, admired and people want to be around you and they want to come up to you and they want to talk to you. You're also very beautiful. So like you're really, people constantly want to come up to you and ruin our nights out. (laughs) But you are, you're such just like a light. Thank you. I, you know, I don't know. I, my hubby always says that he's always like, I don't understand why you're always smiling. Like, why are you always smiling? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't purposely. It's just like my state of being. I feel like, you know, having, obviously I, there are days where I'm like, this is the crappiest day ever. I don't know how I can turn it around. Obviously I have those days, but I think when I wake up, I make it a point to be like, it's going to be a good day. I'm going to figure it out, even if it's stressful, because most of the times it is stressful for me because of everything that I do. But I can't let that, you know, affect my daily being because then I would be just really miserable and I don't want to live that way. So I just try my best to kind of take it, you know, day by day, but also make an effort to feel positive and do things that make me happy so that my day goes well and I'm feeling overall okay with what I'm doing. So because you're always so busy and you're always doing something always on the go, how do you find that balance and find your calm in the storm of your day? That's a really good question. I think balance for me is something that I really have not figured out yet. (laughs) I was talking to my hubby again about this the other day because he was like, Francis, it's okay if you don't get all of these things done on your to-do list because my to-do list is crazy. Like I, I probably seem like a crazy person. Everything is written out by blocks of time. So it's like 4 oh, wow. 30, wake up. The, the Like literally everything is in blocks of time. And if I don't, meet those times my day just goes south and so sometimes I'm like this is too it's like all this pressure on myself a lot of times where I'm like oh my gosh if I don't get this done I'm not going to be able to do this tomorrow because then I have to postpone it blah 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 and so I I do I am in the process of figuring out you know, how I can balance my life a little bit more. I think for me, it's really hard to say no, especially when things excite me so much. 
So if a person right now was to be like, hey, can I train with you? I would most likely say yes, even though I literally have no time. So I don't even know yeah. when it happen. But because I like training so much, I would find a time. But yeah. it's like, to what extent can I do that? And so, again, I'm just trying to figure out a process where my one, my day isn't so full. Um, and two, I always want to block out time for the things that I really like. That's like one of the main things. So I always block out time for my coffee because that's the time where I just kind of sit and I think, and it's the best part of my day. Um, and I always block out time for movement because exercise is everything to me. It literally helps me heal. It helps me get through a rough day. It helps, you know, I don't think when I'm exercises, it's just, it's the best it's the best. So I always have to have some sort of movement into my routine. And I think that's sort of my balance right now are those two things. Other than that, I'm just super busy. So again, balance is something that I'm really trying to work on because I'm not the best at it. Um, but I do think I, I have to figure out a method to the madness because. Yeah. I would say, I wish movement was something that like when you talk about it, you're like, yeah, it really helps me. It, you know, centers me. It is a great release and it is. And I love working out and doing some sort of, even if it's going for like a long walk, like that always makes me feel great after. But I've said this before on this podcast, the choosing to do that during a time where I'm super busy or there's other things I could be doing to like accomplish something. Mm-hmm. I like can't reason why that would be worth my time. And that's not right because it's going to feel great afterwards. It completely changes your mood. It truly like, even if you don't want to exercise or work out, just going for a walk, getting mm-hmm. fresh air, just doing something like totally changes your mood. And so it's something I really need to put in some practice, probably going to go to the gym today. And I say probably, but I like, I have to after this. Go to the it's, gym. Yeah. I, I've now had to decide <laughs> that. <laughs> so what yeah. are some of the other things that like make you happy? There's a lot, I don't even, there's so much that makes me happy. Definitely spending time with my hubby is one of my favorite things. And it makes me the happiest when I'm so tired after a long day. And then I get home and he's like peeking his head out the, out the little kitchen. And that's, that, that makes my day. But, um, you know, talking to my sister, who's hilarious. I have like the best text threads with her she's so funny um spending time with my family um going out for like walks spending time in nature I would say all of that makes me happy spending time with your friends um maybe you want to add that to the list yes thank you (laughs) sorry for sure spending time with my friends for sure everybody kind of has those same things right it's like the simple things that like can make you really happy and it's like the quality of time with people and would you say that's your love language, quality of time? What would be your love language? Ooh, I think yes. I think quality time with quality people. Because here's my Ooh. thing. I, again, because I'm so busy, I value time significantly. So if I am taking the time to be with you, it better be freaking worth it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I hate when you're spending time with a person and it just kind of feels odd or it's like you're wasting your time by being there because the energy isn't matched and so 
when I do take the time to be with people, I want to make sure it's people that I am comfortable with and that I appreciate and that I know that I'm going to have the best time with that person, even if it's only for 30 minutes or whatever it may be. So yes. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I would even say we, when you used to live here or when you tricked me into thinking you had moved back from San Diego and left like a month later back to San Diego, um, (laughs) we've always done certain things like because I say we both are so busy, but let's be honest, like because you were so busy, we've always made a point to spend time with one another and like clear our schedule to find time for one another. But also we like do things that we need to get done at the same time. Like we, for multiple years at a time, did our Christmas shopping at the same time. And that was like the quality time we spent, but we also like shop for Christmas gifts for our families. You're such a bubbly, friendly open person however I also know and correct me if I'm wrong but you are very you choose who you want to spend your time with a thousand percent I yes a thousand percent you are correct I again I am bubbly and I am outgoing but I'm not I'm weird it's I I feel like a lot of I feel like people are like drawn to you yeah and and once so And it's like you're saying, like, I have, I I know a lot of people, I guess you could say, but I'm not like going out with all these people all the time. And I'm not surrounded by a crowd of people all the time because Mm -hmm. I just can't. Once I'm in like, once I'm in a space where I feel really uncomfortable when it comes to speaking to other people, I just, I just start acting super strange and I can't do it. It has to be with people that I am comfortable with where I can feel like I'm myself, but I definitely like to keep it super, super close. So it's like, I always, it's you and I, or it's me and another friend or Max, like a group of three, but it's always like a small group. And it's people that I have known for a long time or have, you know, been hanging out for a while where I'm comfortable. And then I'll be good but yeah so this is an interesting question I like to ask my guests but is there something that happened in your life that didn't go the way you expected but ultimately led to a good outcome or a great outcome whether I was in the moment or later on yes I think definitely moving to the U.S. I mean I wouldn't necessarily so okay leaving home was probably one of the hardest things that I've had to do um but then getting here wouldn't have led me to be where I am now because of everything that I have been able to do because I've been here um in terms of my schooling and in terms of all the experiences that I've had in terms of my career so I would say that specifically I mean I don't know what would have happened if I would have stayed in Venezuela I already had plans of going to college there and then everything got kind of paused and was like no 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 change (laughs) all of this and so I think for me maybe not so much the actual move but just I think the fact that I was that I had to change so quickly and that I've always had to change so quickly and and become comfortable with change has been something that has taught me a lot because I feel like I can take that with me anywhere I go and because I'm always changing I feel like I am now equipped to know what to do when change comes and not like 
freak out. Yeah. Okay. This is coming. I know how to handle it. I can, you know, move forward. But do you feel like it doesn't scare you anymore to make those changes? Like, even if you're making that jump in your career and it's scary, it you make the jump. Cause I know a lot of people, and I've been one of those people, will like sit in something because it's so comfortable, knowing that like you should leave this. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a job, a person, a place, whatever, everybody always says like, the first thing you got to do is just jump. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should just do it. And I, and I don't think I was so much like that until I I met my husband because he's very much like that. He's kind of, he does think things in advance, but he's very much like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And he starts planning and then we go and we do it. So I think the move to California was huge for me it completely changed me. And I think because of that abrupt change of, okay, I'm leaving, you know, the Northern Virginia area, which I've been so comfortable with for the longest time to go miles and miles away, away from my family, you know, not knowing anyone, it was really wild, but best decision ever. And so ever since I've kind of had that mentality of it's okay to change, it's okay to risk it and just like figure it out. I think I've been much, much happier. Yeah. I always envied that. And I always think it's like such a beautiful thing that you're able to jump. And I, for a long time growing up, because I have a sister who Morgan, who is just one of the luckiest, I don't know, in like various ways she had, I always thought it was luck. Like, and I do think it's luck. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it, but (laughs) you're somebody like that too, where I'm just like, damn, she must be so lucky that like things just work out and they whatever. And I take that back entirely when I think about it now, because I think that negates the hard work that you put in the fear and whatnot that comes with like having to take that plunge and the anticipation and the not knowing and the what if like that negates what you're feeling in that moment. And I just, I instead have so much you know, admiration that you are able to jump and make these changes and do these things. And I'm happy that they work out for you. And I don't believe so much they're luck anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, like you said, it's always, it's always in the back of my head. Okay. Am I making, um, am I crazy to be making this decision? But if I don't do it, I'm never going to know. And and I'll figure it out. You know, like when the time Mm -hmm. comes, you figure it out. Um, it's, it's, and it and too, it's not like I'm coming in completely unprepared for what I am going to do. There's always like a plan, but because it is abrupt change, then there's always a risk for it going south. Yeah. Be prepared for that too. And yeah. once you're there, you know that you also had to be prepared for that moment if it does go wrong and it's okay because then you learn from that as well. So Yeah. Well, that leads into my next area of curiosity is what have been some of the lessons that have been the most impactful to you in your life? Some of the lessons, um, I would say it would have to start out with being an immigrant in this country has taught me so much. It's taught me to be resilient and to be patient and to trust that everything is happening for a reason and that eventually things will be okay. 
Um, it definitely has not been an easy journey, but it's taught me a lot about myself and about how strong you can be even when things are just really difficult because being an immigrant is really difficult and people really underestimate it. So I think, you know, as hard as it has been, it's been one of the most important lessons that I've had to go through that I didn't know that I was going to have to go through, you know, because I didn't choose to come here. It was kind of like my parents' decision. And then all of a sudden you're put in this place and you're like, okay, I have to figure it out. I don't even know what they're saying because I didn't know English. Um, so, you know, very, very complicated process and also understanding myself in this country and like what my place is in this country and, you know, trying to still keep my culture and my beliefs while being in this country. So all of that has been, I would say the most, the biggest lesson that life has taught me for sure. And so how old were you when you first moved to the U.S. from Venezuela? And then how old were you when you went back and moved back again? I was eight years old. I was in the first grade and my mom um, got hired by this international company that basically brings teachers from around the world to the States. And so that's why we came and they don't, they don't tell you where you're going. So she didn't know where she was going. She was just like, okay, um, I'm getting hired. I got the job. I don't know where we're going yet. And then we ended up in North Carolina. Like you can imagine North Carolina, <laughs> the middle of nowhere, um, just completely different, completely yeah. different. Culture shock for sure. Yes. And even as a kid, you definitely experienced, like, I didn't, I just wasn't ready for all of that. And having to adapt to being in a school where I didn't know what the teacher was saying was Mm -hmm. just wild. It was so, so stressful. And I felt so dumb and so silly because I felt like people were definitely making fun of me. And it was just a lot as a kid, for sure. And then when did you go back? I went back at the age of 11, 11. And then you came back here for college. And I came back at 17. So you kind of already answered this, but I was going to ask what lessons kind of you've learned since being a kid or since being younger, but instead, and I guess this also tied into what you said before, but like what lessons would you have told your younger self? in life if you had the chance I would have told myself to trust myself a little bit more to be confident and to not think about what other people think of you you know I think that that was huge for me I don't know if it's because even as a young kid I was always involved in so much that I always felt like this pressure of being Little Miss Perfect. And I also don't know if that has to do with me being an only child growing up um, and having so much expectations from my parents. My mom worked at the same school that I went to school at. So that was always like a lot of pressure on me to be the perfect student because my mom worked there. And so if I didn't, she would instantly find out. Um, (laughs) Been there. 
Yeah. So just, you know, there was a lot of times where I felt like I wasn't my true self because of trying to fit in, um, especially when I got here, you know, as a young kid, like that was me trying to match this culture and, and kind of steer away from mine. And in Venezuela, um, you know, just making sure that I was the perfect little person so that my parents would always be proud and not necessarily like follow the things that I did want to do. So I think, you know, telling my younger self, like, it's okay to be you. It's okay to not be liked by absolutely everyone. It's fine. You know, just, just be okay. Yeah. This won't matter five years from now. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I also like to ask people this, although we're getting to a point where like the, so much of the pandemic is over or we're finding a new way to live in the space that we're in now. But during those two years during the pandemic, was there anything that you really learned or anything that like stuck with you coming out of it now that you like you think about? During the pandemic, I think is the time where I had the most time to get to know myself. It was, there was so much self-learning in those two years. Like, I feel like I spent so much time trying to figure out why I am the way that I am and why I like the things that I like. And to, again, kind of, being okay with making changes because that was the time when the pandemic hit was a time when I quit my big marketing agency job. And again, in my head being like, is this even the right time to do this because we're hitting this pandemic? Am I really about to let this go and be in the complete, you know, unknown? Um, But again, that has brought so much peace to me now because I feel like I've never been more self-aware and I have learned so much about myself and how I you know relate to others and I think that was all because of the work that I did within myself during the pandemic which is something that I really hadn't ever touched on before so it was it was really nice actually to have that time yeah I think a lot of people did a lot of self-reflecting I know Mm -hmm. I did and I, I can attest, I think you're in so many ways different than you were when we first met. I would say probably myself as well. I'm thankful that we could grow together and not mm-hmm. apart. But it's really been exciting to kind of explore new things with you and like new ways of thinking and new opinions and new values and adjusting those values and kind of talking about that with you and being like yeah is this something I even I feel like a lot of kind of like Mm -hmm. staying away from old ideas and habits and sharing that between the both of us and like you said growing because I feel like we both kind of went through a phase of wow we didn't know this and that and now we do and (laughs) yeah so What do you think has been the biggest change that you see in yourself at this moment? Like you look at yourself and like, wow, this is like the biggest change 
whether it happened in the last few years or like since you were a kid? I think the biggest change has been to just kind of, again, going back to, to trusting myself and, you know, kind of that area, being as confident as I am now, even though I still have so much more to learn about myself, but I think in the past, I've always doubted my decisions. I've always doubted what I'm doing. I've always doubted a lot. And coming to where I am now and looking back and seeing all of the things that I have done and all of my accomplishments, it's like, why wouldn't I be proud of all these things that I've done? You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I've worked so hard. And when I look back and think about all the hard work that I have put in to the things that I have now, it's like, this all makes sense and I should be proud and I should be confident about the person that I have become because it's taken me a long time to get here. So I think confidence. Um, and again, I really still struggle with that, but I think I definitely have come a long way and it's definitely have been a goal of mine to become more confident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. And so what does a good life look like to you? Like at the end of your life and you look back and you're like, yeah, I had a good life. What does that look like? A good life is to definitely have the support system that I have, which I think, you know, gets me through everything. My family, my husband, my friends. Um, good life also means thinking about all the different beautiful things that have happened to me, um, all the beautiful moments that I've have gotten to experience in my life, which have been plenty. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say those two things. I mean, I think my support system is definitely everything, but also, you know, when I come to the end of my days, I will look back and think I really did have some of the most amazing memories ever. And I think yeah. that's, I will always cherish that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so what are you pursuing in this next chapter of your life or this current chapter? Pursuing um, a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely getting well creative up and growing is one of the top priorities, but also starting a family and settling down. I mean, I'm taught, okay, don't give me that. <laughs> I made a face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a five-year plan okay um but yeah having our our home you know being settled so all of those things and I think you know it's kind of we're in those in those ages where yeah you kind of start settling and who says I mean I guess yeah I guess you're right I guess who says, who says? you're right but settling yeah. also you know it means different things to different people For so sure like, that's exciting that I think in my, yeah like in my context I think we're at the point where it's like these are the things that we want to want. do yeah that's exciting that's really exciting that's really scary <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nervous laughs yeah like ooh, adulting yeah adulting is hard so this is my last and favorite question to ask. 
what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Hmm. Okay. Can I have two answers? You can have as many answers. Okay. I think it's actually between three things. Either. Okay. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> professional dancer. Ah, uh, yeah. Or. I can see that. A painter, like an artist. Ooh. Oh, I, I would love that. I've always okay. loved. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I have one of your pieces. You do have, and I, I actually really like that one. I feel like it's <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> but um, yes, I would say painting. I could all, I could so see myself having a giant canvas and being in like overalls and just painting and, and just painting and then selling that <gasps> that would be yeah. that would be so cool that would be so cool okay what's the third the third professional model Which like very close to I mean you're starting out you've got you're you're backed by an agency you're going to LA and doing things like that's that's the first step that's incredible for sure. But I think, you know, getting, getting to become like a professional, 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 like Vogue would, cool. it's just not, it's just not yeah. a thing. I, I highly doubt. Yeah. But I think I, you I can do it. Amazing. That would yeah. have been so cool. You that still have been- time. You got this. I still have time. Yeah. You have time for all of those things. Those are all very real answers. You dance now. I see those videos on Instagram where you're going to studios and dancing. I have one of your art pieces. You're going to modeling. Like these are all very real things. It's so funny though, because when I knew you like starting out our friendship, you were so studious and granted we were in college, but you've always been so studious and so dedicated to that that I don't think until later on in our friendship did I ever see such an artistic side of you. Like Mm -hmm. I saw it in the way that you, like we both love clothes. So I saw it in the way that you like styled yourself and presented yourself to the world and pictures that you took and things like that. But like these other things like desires to be an artist or to model or to, you know, have this creative social media, like marketing company, like all of these like very artistic creative sides I see now as an adult and it's really cool yeah and it's really interesting because I feel like I've always had a very artsy side of me because I've danced since Mm -hmm. I was I've always danced I was in the model at school I've modeled when I was younger um I was really good at art class like really really good um so it's like it's always been present and then it kind of stopped for a really long time when I got here for the second time so when I got here at 17 because I think all of my time and all of my attention had to be dedicated to being you know to getting my degrees and working really hard and so there was no time for any of that and then California and then kind of achieving a good career space in where I do kind of have the time and the freedom to do and dedicate my time to doing other things such as my dance classes and doing modeling here and there a little bit has been super cool because I kind of feel like I'm complete again because those are sides of me that I really like and things that I really enjoy doing so 
I love that. That's so beautiful. And I'm excited to see more of those sides for you. I'm really excited to see your growth in that. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> well, thank you, Francis, for being here. Thank you for being the season finale episode. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for having me. This was fun and I was very nervous, but we made it through. It was great. I think we had a great time. <laughs> yes, we did. We always do. Yeah, we always do. And everybody stay tuned because Francis will be back for a book club episode. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.